everyone. This is Shireen Gentry with the Identity Unveiled book and podcast. If you're an American, you know that today we are celebrating Veterans Day. And it's also the 100th anniversary of the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. I've already been emotional today. Why? Because were it not for my father who adopted me, who served this country well um, for more than three decades and retired as a full bird colonel, had it not been for him, I wouldn't be here. If you have not heard my story, I would love for you to pick up a copy of my book, Identity Unveiled, found at Amazon. And I share the incredible story that I only discovered in the summer of 2017 about my biological origin, suspected biological origin, uh, being a daughter of the last Shah of Iran. And again, it's circumstantial evidence, but it makes for a pretty strong case. But had it not been for the father who adopted me, who was American military, I wouldn't be here. I would not have come to this country as a toddler at the age of two, become adopted with a new name, or become a naturalized citizen, had it not been for the soldier in my life, Colonel Daniel Horitzko. But so much of his life was veiled in secrecy. In fact, one of the people who read my manuscript before the book was published, in fact, she made a comment on the back cover, but when she read the manuscript before the book was published, she said, you know, Shireen, you haven't really said too much about your father in this book. And that's true. And so, um, but he was, he was on the sidelines, on the sidelines of my life, um, and he did keep all the secrets about my life um, to himself. And now that I think back, I speculate that he wasn't going to be part of a lie like my mom so verbally shared with me. He wasn't going to be part of that. So he just kept everything a secret. But I started thinking today about Veterans Day and about the role my father played in bringing me to this country and again, had it not been for him and his high military ranking and all the logistics that it took to get me here, what would my life have been like? I can't imagine. So in the years since he's died, I read a little bit about him uh, because he never shared anything about himself. And so I wanted today to share with you his citation for when he was awarded the Silver Star. Now, keep in mind that this was World War II. It was right before the end of the war. In fact, the exact date is uh, March 25th, 1945, when he was crossing the Rhine River, when he was awarded the Silver Star, and he was still in his 20s. And he was captain of Company B, and so I want to share with you the citation that was given to him when he was awarded this 
prestigious medal because, again, he never shared anything of this. He kept even his accomplishments as a secret. So listen to this. And then from this citation, I am lifting off and springboarding from some of the words here that I think we can apply in our own lives for being sacrificial and for leading well. So here's the citation. Captain Daniel Horitzko, Corps of Engineers, 35th Engineer Combat Battalion, United States Army, for gallantry in action against the enemy on 25 March 1945 in Germany. Captain Horitzko's company had been given the mission of transporting an infantry battalion across the Rhine River in the face of determined enemy resistance. Throughout this hazardous operation from H hour until the last boatload of men and supplies had reached the opposite shore, Captain Horitzko was constantly in the open, exposed to the intense enemy fire where he could apply his keen professional knowledge and superior leadership to the best advantage. His undaunted courage and gallant devotion to duty were an inspiration to all and in the finest tradition of the military service. Entered military service from Minnesota. So I read that several times this morning, as I've done so many times before, but I thought to myself, what message resonates from reading that citation? And so I wanted to share that with you. Because again, what do we really know, the majority of us really know about sacrifice? Most of us really don't. But I'm going to share some ideas that may help you rethink of ways that you can sacrifice and how you can lead. But some of you truly do know what sacrifice looks like in this country. You may be a Gold Star family. You may have a wounded warrior in your family. You know what sacrifice looks like. And you know what the challenges have been as a result of that sacrifice. So rather than speaking generally about sacrifice, how can we specifically learn what that means? You see, my generation, I'm a boomer, and the generation of my adult children, the millennials, have we really known what sacrifice means? Well, we really can't help the time or the season in which we are born. Psalm 119 tells us that all of our days are ordained before any of them come to be, have come to be. So we can't help the season of time that we're born into. But we can learn some things about what sacrifice and leadership looks like. So as I pondered my father's citation for his silver star, what were some basic concepts that I want to share with you? Well, if you are leading, either in an official capacity of leadership or just lay leadership, you as a person, personally or professionally, what are some takeaways that I want to share with you and encourage you with and motivate you with um, so you can lead well? You can lead well. First of all, 
Don't seek recognition. Don't seek recognition. You know, if you have to tell others what all you've done and what your accomplishments are, are you really sacrificing in secret? Are you really the humble leader that you need to be if you are seeking recognition and affirmation from the masses? You see, those who lead best lead humbly and they lead quietly. Don't seek recognition. Number two, risk over resistance. You know, in reading my father's citation, I can't imagine what it would be to be a target um, against enemy fire as the captain of a company uh, crossing the Rhine River, making yourself a target to the enemy. I can't imagine what that's like. But let's put that into context of today. Are any of you willing to stand up and take a healthy risk where you are in the line of fire, so to speak, um, with enemy resistance? This can be standing for truth, scriptural truth. This can be doing the right thing. And again, I'm talking about healthy risks here. Doing the hard thing. You know, taking a risk when everyone else is cowering, you are standing up. Perhaps it's the popular thing. It's always easy to take the road of least resistance. But are you standing up to risk when you know there's going to be resistance? So number one, don't seek recognition. Number two, risk over resistance. Number three, serve in secret. True leaders have that humility that doesn't need shades of social media to affirm who they are. They know who they are. They know what their role is, what their mission is, what the goal is. And all who have served in the military have a specific goal, and they have a specific role. They are focused on that rather than affirmation um, from those around them. Number four, lifting without lording. What do I mean by that? I heard an interesting quote today on uh, television when I got home from that breakfast, and the quote was from the lieutenant governor-elect for Virginia, Winsome Sears, and I just thought this was amazing, but she said, if you are a leader and no one is following, then you're just taking a walk. Now, that's a powerful statement right there. Lifting without lording. Think about the leaders today. Who's lifting others up? Or are they lording their leadership? Well, I would say that they're not really true leaders if anyone has to lord their leadership over you. 
true leaders lift others without lording themselves. What else does it mean to sacrifice in secret? Lead without legalism. I was also reading, other than my father's uh, silver star citation, another example where he was talking to one of the men. It's a written account um, for this company that um, a military officer sent to me years ago, but practical examples of what my father did, which no one ever would have known about had there not been a written documentation of it. But I loved it because he, my father went to talk to one of the men under his command, and he asked, weren't you recently married? And my father went on to ask, why don't you get your wife out here so you can spend a few days with her? And so the soldier answered my father, well, sir, you said not to tell anyone, and our mail is censored. And my father replied, you go ahead and write that letter. Who do you think censors the mail? I do. What an encounter of just several questions and sentences to speak to my father's leadership. He led without legalism. He knew what the rules were. He knew what the intent of the rules were. But he was more concerned about his relationship and the details of the men serving under him than he was in the rules. So leading without legalism means that you have the guideline but the relationship rules. I love that. Lastly, I want to take the words from the, the citation, undaunted courage. Have you ever looked up the word undaunted? I love this. Here's the Webster Dictionary meaning. Not intimidated or discouraged by, listen to these, Difficulty, danger, disappointment. Undaunted courage means not to be intimidated or discouraged by difficulty, danger, or disappointment. So if we are to take characteristics of a great leader like my father was, I have to ask you, unless you're living on a planet by yourself, don't you think we're all going to be affected by difficulties, disappointments, and danger? So my question to you is, what difficulties have you had? What disappointments have you had? What danger have you had? I'm sure you could make a list. But what do we do with those difficulties, disappointments, and that danger? So here's a life coaching question for you. How can you reframe these experiences in such a way that encouragement replaces discouragement? That you redefine instead of define 
In other words, you redefine or reevaluate that difficulty, disappointment, or danger instead of letting it define you. And how can it energize instead of erode? How can it energize instead of erode? Now, for those of you who know science and you know what erosion is all about, you know, it takes place over time, slowly, methodically. And don't we know people that have been eroded and discouraged and defined by their difficulties, disappointments, and their dangers? Of course we do. Because it stops them in their tracks and they become ineffective and they become bitter. Well, my friends, those same difficulties, disappointments, and dangers can be a fork in the road for you to turn it around and reframe it so that you make the choice to allow those things to encourage you in your journey of life. You, you redefine it and reevaluate it so it's not wasted. And you decide to take whatever that challenge has been and let it energize you and propel you forward. So then you can encourage and give others hope in secret. I love the verse in Hebrews 12.1 that says, let us run the race. See, we all have a race that we are running, our life race, our journey. We need to keep going. Sometimes we let those difficulties in life, again, discourage us, define us, and erode us. And we stop our life journey. The calendar and the months tick off the calendar, but we're in the same place. We haven't moved forward. So what do you need to do today, my friend, to take the characteristics that I have shared with you about my father's silver star citation, that risk, standing up, the undaunted courage, the willing to take a, a stand, so many wonderful characteristics in that citation. What are you willing to do to keep moving forward in your journey? There's a verse in Second Chronicles that says that the battle is not ours, but it's God's. And that's true. Some battles are bigger than we are, and we need to let God be our commander in chief for those difficulties, disappointments, and dangers. But guess what, my friend? You still need to train as a soldier, and you need to persevere, and you need to keep going, and you need to strengthen yourself so that when those seasons of time come, that you will be ready to fight. You know, the interesting thing about that citation, as I read it, again, my father was in his 20s. He didn't develop those traits when he was in the middle of the fire and the attack. Those traits were developed early. 
He was simply acting out what he'd already learned and been accustomed to. So my question to you, and I encourage you, how can you look at your own life journey and develop those amazing traits that, again, turn your, what you think are pitfalls, into something that can be won, a battle that can be won, regardless of outcome, so that then you can encourage someone else today. You may not be a soldier in combat, but you can certainly develop those characteristics of a person to sacrifice, to sacrifice and lead others to get to a better place and to have a lasting impact. Let that be your reward. So on this Veterans Day, I salute all of you who have served. I want to thank you. And for those of you who have a direct influence and impact by someone who has sacrificed, go ahead and shed a few tears, just like I have. Take a stand for what is right. Take a stand and be proud of this country that you live in. We're not a perfect country, but we should be proud of the country that we are living in that gives us freedom. God bless you on this Veterans Day. And until next time, this is Shireen Gentry with the Identity Unveiled book and podcast.